passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hi, everybody. I'm Cassidy, one of your Indianapolis Colts cheerleaders, and you're watching the Believe in Colts podcast. What's going on, Colts Nation? I'm Lawrence Owen. With me, as usual, is my guy, Gerard Pla- Powers. I, whew, I about messed that up bad. Uh, I'm sorry, my guy. Uh, how How's things going with you? Going good, man. Going good. Ready to be at the end of this week. How about you? Oh, yeah. I'm really excited about this is the last time that you and I will be doing one of these shows, just you and me. And it's it's kind of a kind of a uh, I don't know. And an, uh, I wouldn't say an end of something. It's more of a, a a transition to where now we'll have you we'll have me. We'll have Rodney McLeod coming up, which is mm-hmm. going to be freaking awesome. Uh, I- I'm I'm curious what all I'll be able to ask, what you'll be able to ask, you know, about the locker room and the field and stuff like that. But uh, should be interesting. I'm really excited about that. If I remember correctly, he'll be the first active player on a roster that believe has on their network which is oh wow so that is kind of a big deal it is it is a big deal all right yeah 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 that's so thanks rodney for reaching out and asking to join we appreciate that a lot and it's it's huge so uh if you guys are listening to uh this podcast or watching it on youtube make sure you subscribe and you share this out let people know uh what is in store starting next tuesday our our uh, post-game reviews will now be released on Tuesdays due to Rodney's schedule because Mondays are not days off for, for guys on the team. You know, they have film and stuff like that they got to go over, you know, to kind of look at what they've already done. Tuesdays are their day off, so that's when we'll be recording our review. All right. Let's get into it, man. Um, let's do it. Let's – let's well, Big before – Let's just it, get into it. Big it it, it would have to look a certain way, or the fan base might go crazy. Oh my god! Way. So, yeah. yeah, let's go and jump into it. Big game, yeah. man. Got to love yeah. weeks. Absolutely, and uh, big games mean big money, and big money means betting. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contest events with the first market odds and lines. Find reviews, news. For every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, 
where the game starts. Kansas City, dude. Can't that's huge. It's a it's the toughest team that we play so far up to this point. Granted, it'll only be three weeks in, but it's a home game as well. Will it being a with it being a home game, does that make that big of a difference in 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 how the the the, the players play out there on the field? Oh, for sure, because uh, everybody wants to defend their home territory anyway. So you kind of go into the home stadium with a little bit more juice, uh, a little bit more confidence. Uh, you know, you're you're in your your home routine. It's not like you got to get on a plane, get off a plane, and get on a bus, all that type of stuff. You know, you're driving your car to the stadium, uh, so you're just in your comfort zone. So it's a it's a it's a huge deal, and plus it's the first one. So uh, you 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 kind of want to want to kind of get the fan base behind you after the last two weeks of some slack. So you kind of want to look a certain way this coming up week. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you come out looking sluggish early on the way this fan base is feeling right now about the the team and the organization, you could actually early on, you might hear some stuff you don't want to hear as a player out there on the field. And that's not a good thing. You want to get them riled up, right? So, so, so why haven't the fan base kind of gotten used to our slow starts over? Like why this year, everybody seems to be more of an uproar than normal. Probably what? because yeah, go ahead. I, I get what you're saying. And I understand because, you know, the Colts are notorious for slow starts, especially under Frank Reich uh, and even before him. But this was supposed to be the year that was different, right? This is week one. We were going up against Houston, which we utterly obliterated last year in both games, right? New, uh, new team. New I team. know. I know. A new quarterback, which everybody was high on. We had new def- defensive coordinator, new players. We, you know, fans thought this was a completely different team and thought that the, the Colts would start out the gate hot not realizing, you know, there's going to be learning curves with all these people coming together at once, you know. And not realizing, you know, other teams are getting better as well. Like, you look at Jacksonville, man, they really got an opportunity to kind of, you know, make some noise this year with their roster. And then you look at Houston with the turnover, uh, with their regiment, coaching staff and all that. So, you know, they're, they're getting better. Uh, but I understand that, you know, with our roster and everything, there's a certain expectation. But the slow start, I'm like, shoot, we had slow starts with Peyton. We had slow starts with Luck. We had slow starts, you know, with a lot of great teams, you know, at the end of the year. So I, I feel the level of concern. But I just I just wish as a whole the fan base kind of tone it down just a little bit. Just a little bit. Well, little bit. It, I mean, we have – a chance for this game to be the first game where we have a very uh, like the majority of our good players on the field. I mean, we had them before, but we were missing some pews, right? Right now we got full practices uh, for Alec Pierce. We have, uh, which, which means he today he has a chance. I don't know. I haven't looked to see, but uh, as of today, there's a chance that he could be clearing the, the protocol with the, the full practice yesterday. Uh, Darius Shaquille Leonard, right? He uh, full practice yesterday as well. So that looks good. Hopefully he can be out there because, boy, is this defense going to need it against Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Michael Pittman had a a limited practice. We had a few limited practices out there like uh, DeForest Buckner and guys like that. The only did not practice was the backup left tackle that we have been kind of throwing in and out, which was Bernard Ryman. 
with an ankle injury, and apparently he's got an air cast on. So that's not a good sign in that situation. It looks like we might be relying heavily on Matt Pryor this upcoming game, and that doesn't spell a whole lot of uh, relief among the fan base. Uh, considering you got guys like Chris Jones and Frank Clark over there on that side over with Kansas City. <laughs> yeah, no, you're, you're right in that. Kansas City uh, defensive front, you know, definitely got some dudes that uh, we've been hearing about for a long time and and played against. But at that same token, as, uh, their defense as a whole, you know, you look at their secondary, it might be a game to where we can take some advantages. So, you know, it's the yin, the yin and the yang a little bit, but I, I like I like this matchup with us. Uh, you know, heading into this game, I think I think it's one of them games to where, uh, as a player, you know you got to bring your A game against the defending champions. You know you got to bring your A game against a defending MVP, and like you know what you're gonna get. Like it, there's no fairy tale to it. Uh, the Chiefs are who they who, who you think they are. You know they got dudes all over the field. They'll they'll hang fifty on you if you if you don't come to play. So. It's a certain level of, uh, I guess, attention to detail when it goes into the practice week when you're playing against teams that you know is going to bring their A game at the end of the day. Yeah, if I remember looking correctly, the only game that we have lost in the last four against Kansas City uh, was the game with Andrew Luck uh, in the play. I think it was Andrew Luck in the playoffs uh, a few years back. I mean, huh? I think it was at Kansas City in the yeah. playoffs. Yeah, uh, I believe so. Um, outside of that, the other three out of the four, we beat them, uh, including with, you know, Patrick Mahomes and Hill. And Well, Hill wasn't in that game, I don't think, in the last game where uh, Marlon Mack and Jacoby Brissett and the defense won that game, right, where we came in and we ran the ball and played kind of a smothering style defense and kept that, high-powered Kansas City offense off the field most of the time, and we ended up being able to beat them with that with, with that process. Uh, is that something that um, maybe the Colts could possibly try to duplicate coming up into this game, is running the ball and, and playing that smothering-style defense? You definitely want to control the clock, you know, the best that you can. You want to have long, sustained drives that you can finish with touchdowns. Uh, don't get me wrong, but you don't want to go out there and it's three and out, four and out, six and out. Like, you don't want to have those short play drives to where you're giving Pat Mahomes and this offense just more opportunities uh, to, I guess, get points, you know, against your defense. I mean, you want your you want your defense to be well-rested going against these guys, and the more they're on the field, the more they're going to wear down, and obviously everybody knows how that story ends. Um, but I think it's one of them games to where you're definitely going to have to have the run game going, like I said, to chew up that clock. But also from an offensive standpoint, you're going to have to execute, you know, what the defense gives you. Uh, and then when the opportunity presents itself, you're going to have to execute the big plays in order to beat big teams. You got to be willing to make the big plays when they're there. And then defensively, I think the main thing is just going to be tackling, man. You know, these guys are great at getting their weapons, the ball in space to where they can make people miss uh, matchups and all those type things. And you got to expect these guys to make some plays. I mean, you, you it's hard to watch unless you're watching Jacksonville versus the Colts. So that's hard. It's hard to watch an offense get completely shut out uh, at the end of the day. So uh, you expect them to make a play or two here or there, but you want to be able to limit the explosive plays, which everybody knows the Chiefs, they're notorious for the explosive plays. Absolutely. Now, uh, against the the Jaguars, the Colts deferred on the coin flip 
and uh or no they they took it they didn't defer that's the thing they they took the kickoff right mm-hmm. uh which is kind of odd but at the same time with the way this offense was played last week if they have the opportunity to receive first in the first half to try to get a rhythm and uh going on offense early in the game should they take that or should they go ahead and defer and take it in the second half i would defer uh just take it in the second half that's just me and my philosophy as a head coach football future signal caller all those things but um I, w- I would I would let my defense take the field first just because this this is supposed to be our backbone. You're, this is supposed to be, you know, who's holding us up this first this first part of the season. Defense, get out there, stop these guys early on and set the tone early so the offense can kind of come on the field with some juice behind them, with some energy behind them off of what the defense created. So I would expect, you know, Shaq to run out the tunnel, the crowd goes crazy. We defer, we get the ball, and we go out there that first series, get three and out or a turnover or just something to get the team and the energy back going. So when the offense takes the field, uh, they can take the field with, you know, some momentum, if that makes sense. I would hate for the offense in this big game to take the field and go three and out and our fans just going haywire early in the game. I don't don't want to see that. So this is a huge game, and in big games, your defense got to step up and make some plays. So I'm going to put this one on the defense. Oh, okay. All right. Well, uh, that's that's interesting because our defense has been kind of picked apart in the passing game when it comes to quick passes, right? Uh, the the pass, pass. Yeah. yeah, pass rush ain't been able to get there because the last two games, the quarterbacks have been releasing the ball really, really quickly. Mm-hmm. And um, the secondary just not playing tight enough coverage really to stop that that style of offense at this point if you defer how important i mean because gus bradley even talked about it earlier about how you know you gotta kind of you know play a little bit tighter there uh to stop that quick passing game patrick mahomes he's known for extending a play and throwing it downfield but if you watch these last two games he does have no problem throwing quick outs screens things of that nature uh what can the secondary as an individual player do to help uh limit that kind of stuff uh you'll see tighter coverage uh i'm pretty sure they went over all this stuff this this week of practice as well as far as hey we got to play tighter and those things but what happens in the first part of the season when you're playing the zone style scheme and uh gus bradley's cover three type of scheme all off season, you've been playing off. You've been trying to do things correctly. You've been trying to do be at the right yardage that in the playbook it says you has you have to be. So when you start the season, you might have some habits of playing a little looser than what you normally should, just off of new system, trying to do everything exactly right. So after a couple of games, you would expect guys to kind of understand how the game's being called, where coaches are expecting you to be. Uh, things of that nature. So I, I, I'm expecting tighter coverage uh, exact um, for sure this upcoming game just off of we know the ball's coming out quick now. We have to make adjustments. Them, them first couple games, even though it hasn't been anything crazy or anybody just playing horrible, uh, we have been giving up little dinks and donks of, um, you know, of, of, of little routes in the passing game to where you would wish the guys are tighter. But like I said, when you're in a zone game, you've been taught, all off season and training camp, 
you know, certain that, hey, don't jump this one. You know, if it's one in front of you, it's somebody behind, always play call, you know, all these different type of rules just because it's training camp type rules. Uh, when you start the season, some of them habits might creep up. So I just naturally expect these guys to start playing a lot tighter. So, I mean, obviously when you're playing man, playing tight is is not that yes. big of an issue. How how do you how do you get tighter with uh in, in a zone scheme without, you know, uh, route recognition? Okay. So you have to you have to be able to still, like whenever you're playing zones, a lot of guys like like for instance Gus Bradley, what made Seattle's defense so great when he was there. These guys knew exactly what plays was coming within the zone. They knew exactly what could hurt them, and they knew exactly what a quarterback better not do or a situation where they can take advantage of. Uh, so how you get tighter within the, the zone scheme as far as in the passing game, uh, you have to understand route recognitions. You got to understand whatever your keys and whatever your reads are, what route is coming or what or, or what you can eliminate within the route, like you know that's not coming. So you, it helps you slow the game down a little bit. Uh, and like I said, right now it seemed like guys were thinking these past couple weeks, guys thinking maybe not moving as fast as they probably could could react to in the in the course of a game. And I kind of blame that on all the train the new system, training camp rules, and all that type of stuff to where it's been a million reps. These guys kind of just playing off and – uh, trying to do exactly what the rules are. And now that we're in these live game situations, everybody got like across the board, across the NFL, you will probably see to where there's a lot of secondaries that just needs to play tighter coverage at the end of the day. Speaking of secondary, Gerard, I need uh, an opinion. Now, I know that you're not in the locker room. You're not on the practice field. Um, but there has been a lot of blow up about Isaiah Rogers not getting a snap so far. Right. Uh, with with Brandon Faceon playing uh, uh, those extra snaps and, and Isaiah not playing at all. Isaiah is that 5'10", really fast, quick, uh, has made plays in the past, made plays in training camp, made plays last year. What would be one of the reasons why Isaiah hasn't made the field so far this year? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's, you know, a playbook issue to where maybe he might not you know, be on top of it. I, I doubt that's it. Uh, but it's something that the coaches see in, in far as, you know, him not being able to fit in at the moment or whatnot. Or it might be the person that he's backing up. He might be back, like, with his size and his stature. Normally, Gus has had longer, bigger corners on the outside. That's what he's been used to. So maybe the guy he's backing up is Kenny Moore. And if Kenny Moore is not coming off the field, you know, and Isaiah is behind him. That's just, you know, what it is at the moment. But uh, that is an interesting issue just because he has been a good player for us and we know what he can kind of do as far as making plays on the defense or whatnot. So to kind of see a talented guy on the sideline not being used kind of raised raise an eyebrow or two. But it, it could be something small within the scheme that maybe he's not getting or maybe, you know, something's going on with him, coach. You just never know in these situations. Okay. Okay. Um, I was just curious. I, I knew that, that, you know, Brandon being part of this scheme already knew the scheme knew well. The scheme. Yep. Yeah. So, and he's a bigger guy. Yeah. And he's a bigger guy. He's, you know, so that but, like, if I had to just kind of break it down, that's what I would think. I would think that maybe Isaiah is like maybe backing up Kenny Moore in the slot, you know, where his, where his size and his attributes fit within the system. And if Kenny Moore, of course, he's not coming off the field unless he's hurt. So, 
Yeah. Grover Stewart's been a stud so far these past few uh, games so far this season. I mean, he's just been an absolute wrecking machine out there at defensive tackle. But we haven't really heard a lot from the mainstay guys that we hear generally all the time, like DeForest Buckner, uh, like what we expected from Quiddy Pay. Yannick Ngakwe. Yannick, what's going on, my guy? I mean, I get it. I understand. Uh, these guys are getting the ball out quicker, but what can these guys do to make things uh, easier right now? If, if, if they continue to throw quick passes, what can they do? Uh, maybe uh, get their hands up and bat, a, bat some of these quick passes down. Uh, sometimes you just got to realize the situation and start playing the situation. Um, you know, if you're in a situation where you know the ball's is, ball or, is coming out quick, Unless you can beat your guy right away, that's kind of what you got to play for. Maybe making a quick move, getting ready to jump, get your hands up or whatever the case may be. But I just think these guys just got to continue sawing at the wood, man. Just continue to keep working and everything is going to kind of fall into place like how we pictured it. I mean, DeForest, we know he's going to get double teamed. So if they're if the ball's coming out quick, they're basically doing this to take these guys out of the game. You know, if they wanted to hold the ball and run – uh, deeper routes, deeper concepts. They know the more time that the quarterback have the ball, the more opportunity you're giving these great players that we got on our defensive line um, more time to get to the QB. So as a coordinator, if you feel like that's where the advantage is, is us getting the ball out quick, that's what you do. And, and what we have to do as a defense is, like you said earlier, we got to just tighten the coverage down and start playing the situation rather than just playing the call, if that makes sense. Absolutely, it makes sense. Now, probably the biggest playmaker on this offense that the defense is going to have to face is Travis Kelsey right now. Uh, at least the way I see it. I mean, outside of, you know, the running backs they have back there. Um, and, and of course what Patrick Mahomes does, but I'm just saying, you know, to that targets for, for uh, Mahomes, how can the Colts kind of stop the bleeding at the tight end position like they've had over the last few years where they give up a lot of yards and a lot of targets to tight ends, especially up the middle while playing what was traditionally a cover two. Well, the I think the situation with us this year would be a little different. Normally when you play, you know, these great tight ends like Kelsey and, you know, all the other great ones, it's always some other top tier number one, number two wide receivers on their squad as well to where if it's a one-on-one -on -one matchup, you mean at the end of the day, if their Jimmy is better than your Joe, I mean, that's just what it is when it comes to the matchups. But the situation this year with Kansas City, uh, which is good and could be kind of bad for him, as you know people are going to try to take Kelsey out of the game. So now he's at the first time in his career to where he's like, well, maybe the second time in his career. I want to say early on before Tyreek, he was a main focus. But um, he's back the main guy that everybody is trying to stop. So he's going to see more double teams. They're, they're going to know that as well. But what kind of scared me is Kansas City, even though they don't have any household names, as uh, far as other guys on the perimeter because of Tyreek or Tyreek is gone, all the other guys that they got at wide receiver can can win at the end of the day, can beat you. They're fast, mm -hmm. they're quick, they can catch. They just haven't had the opportunity to make a, make themselves a household name. So that that's the part that kind of gets me with this game. Uh, I want to say last game, Pat Mahomes had a completion of like ten different players, you know, and that's crazy, you know, to think about. Like, damn, Tyreek Hill left. 
and he's still now he's throwing the ball to everybody instead of just two guys. Now everybody's getting a target. And uh, and so if he is really starting to slow the game down, understand defenses, take the check down, not necessarily trying to make the big play all the time, it's going to make them even better, in my opinion. But at that same token, as a defensive coordinator, now it gives you more, I guess, leverage to run the defense how you see it rather than like, wow, we got to do this for Tyreek Hill and now we got to do this for Kelsey and there's like we have to do that and everything else this is kind of what we're limited with now that they got only kind of one major threat you can call the game how you want to call the game I should be in better positions to make plays normally the big games take care of themselves it's always like the non-big games like the game like the Houston's the Jacksonville that scare you just because you know the other side of you know the other team the other guys on the side of the ball is just as talented as your guys or, you know, it's just their situation or their pieces is not mixing right now. But then when you look at like a team like the Chiefs, you know their pieces are mixing. So you have no choice but to go out there and put this plan together and try to execute everything the best you can because they will embarrass you. And as a grown man playing a professional sport, that's like the number one thing. You don't ever want to get just embarrassed and, and within by your peers within your own sport. Uh, so I expect this to be a very good game for us. Yeah, uh, losing twenty-four nothing to Jacksonville was kind of a, a, a oh my good a, a, a stab in the back, right? I mean it, that hurt, but I can only imagine what you know the Titans went through, exactly. you know, against Buffalo, and that's what we could be looking at if we don't take this game very very seriously. Yeah. Um, flipping over to the offense now. All right. If this was your offense and uh, you're going up against this Kansas City defense, what's your game plan walking in? First of all, we got to get the running game back going. I mean, I know we got we got O-line issues, you know, that's kind of wild right now. That wasn't expecting to have the, these type of issues. But, uh, but definitely before the season, I think you even mentioned you was kind of concerned you know about a couple mm-hmm. spots in the on the O line. So uh, to some, I guess it's, it's not a shocker, but we have to fix we have to fix our O line problems and get get JT more opportunity. I mean, everything needs to go through JT. And I know last week kind of fell behind uh, trying to play catch up, but no matter what, only nine touches. You know, for JT at the end of the day, he can't we can't play like that. You know, he's gonna have to touch the ball. And I want to say I told you. You know, at the beginning of the season, uh, you know, it's a reason why nobody touched him in the preseason, you know, for this. Like, well, like we expect him to will us through it. So let's let's feed him as much as we can possibly feed him. Him and uh, Hans, you know, both of them guys, you know, they can carry the load and they're good weapons for us to use, especially when we are looking for wide receivers to kind of step up. But I do think the wide receivers can ha- can kind of have a breakout type of game. Uh, this week, I think we match up well versus their secondary. I mean, their secondary over the past few years have had issues just far as uh, guys with missed assignments, guys – well, not necessarily missed assignments, just the group not gelling the way it's supposed to gel. Like Tyron Matthew was the main one holding that group together. Uh, but when you take him off that field now, I mean, they, they competed well versus the Chargers, don't get me wrong. And I know the Chargers got weapons, great quarterback – you know, and all, all those type things. But, uh, you know, both games they played in this year, offenses haven't had no issues at all, moving the ball, throwing the ball, uh, things of that nature. So I expect our offense to be able to have some success in the passing game. Absolutely. How important is our tight ends in this game, not just in the running game, but in the receiving game as well? 
they're going to have to make some plays. I mean, everybody. And it's not just them necessarily. I mean, they're going to have to win their matchups. I mean, you look at our tight ends versus Jacksonville last week. And again, this is me. And I and I even told you this a couple weeks ago. You asked me what was like the main thing Jacksonville about Jacksonville that's changed that you think is a big deal. And I was just like, man, their defensive coordinator. I was like, the things that he's doing with some of them guys. When you look at our game last week, I mean, their linebackers, outside linebackers, matched up with our tight ends easily, you know, running, covering, you know, making plays on the ball or whatever the case may be. So our tight ends are definitely going to have to win their matchups at the end of the day and help Matt Ryan. Uh, and Matt Ryan's going to have to help them guys too. He's going to have to make them guys play better than what they're uh, what they've been showing the past two weeks as well. And he's done that in the past with other guys and making guys, you know, better than what they are. But uh, at the end of the day, you're going to have to win your matchups and, and you're going to have to catch the ball when it's thrown to you and, and make the plays when your opportunity is called. So turnovers, the Colts have not won the turnover battle uh, so far this year at all. Uh, the defense really hasn't been able to get any. Uh, the offense has been giving the ball away. Matt Ryan had, I think, three picks last week. Um, now, I watched it, some picks too, and a cut one tip, one he gets hit while he's throwing. Like, like the first one, it looks like a horrible mm -hmm. pass. Don't get me wrong, but if you watch the the coaches, the end zone view, mm -hmm. as he's getting hit, the guy, I mean, as he's throwing the ball, the guy's kind of hitting the other side of his body, and you can tell he couldn't really finish that throw on how he wanted, and then. It was the tip, that one, and what was the other one? Oh, that was uh, a bad throw. Man, that, that was, was a bad throw. That was a bad throw. <laughs> that, one, that one I can't say if you on that one, Matt. No, no. <laughs> that, uh, uh, man, going back and looking at that Jacksonville game, man, I mean, Matt didn't have time to do anything. Like, so he had to rush everything. So I know everybody's kind of like, what the hell is going on with Matt Ron? But you look at that film, he was literally harassed every freaking pass play damn near. So, I mean, we just got to get better in the trenches. Absolutely. And so I'm, I'm, I am going to kind of go back to the defense just a little bit on this situation. Uh, we ain't been able to get any turnovers. Now, if, if Shaquille Leonard gets on the field this Sunday, that's his forte, right? Mm -hmm. Should any of the other guys be going after turnovers or should they just be playing, you know, as you said earlier, their game? Now, everybody, like, don't know, not one person is not, wanting a turnover i mean but within the system or within their responsibility you know they have to do their job if that makes sense if the opportunity comes to where you get a chance to force a turnover get an interception punch a ball out do all those type of things i mean you have to do it. i mean because that's i mean those are splash plays those are the plays that eat at the end of the day uh so i mean you expect guys to you know every defensive guy to take the field to be ready to take advantage of an opportunity to where you can get a turnover. So it's not just one person's job. Everybody kind of, I mean, it's just like Stefan Gilmore. If he catches, you know, those picks during Jacksonville game, I mean, are we considering he's the turnover king now? What now? It's just a matter of taking advantage of your opportunities when they come, when they come. Oh man. Some people I, are just better than others at taking advantage of opportunities. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I would love to be able to ask Gilly, Hey, did you get your hands like fully on that ball when you stretched out for that? Hey, how do you feel about that? You know, do you feel like you should have came away with that? Because that one, I'm not going to put on him as bad because he was stretched out diving for that. Play. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That was something you don't. You know something I mean? you don't. Yep. I'm putting I'm putting it on Blackman though. 
because he should have caught that dang yeah, on yeah, interception. <laughs> like Blackman uh, before, yeah, he should have caught that one. He yeah. probably felt like he was about to get hit, legs get clipped and all that. So you kind of short alligator arm and instead of just extending and finishing the play. But uh, that was a heck of a heck of a play, mm-hmm. though. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, he crossed the field, got up underneath the, the pass, high-pointed it, every, did everything right on that play except come down with the football. <laughs> um, so you talk about how we need to actually run the football well, and then that will open up the passing game that where we could take advantage of, you know, the suspect what? secondary. I, w- I wouldn't necessarily – I mean, I'm not just going to sit here and say it's just going to open up the pass game, but I just know we're not going to win if JT is not running the ball. So I don't care what the defense is doing. We just have to get JT the ball. But I do like our wide receivers versus this secondary. I like our matchups. So you would still just run it right – like in Jacksonville when there was eight, nine guys in the box, you'd still run it, you know. Yeah. Now- I mean, not to cut you off, but when you look at the tape, I mean, it's just people not blocking the scheme right or or not just doing their job. It's not necessarily as like, hey, it's too many people. We can't block it up. If we have the numbers to to match it up and block it up, it's just it all comes down to people just doing their job. Yeah, absolutely. I watched, I think it was the first run play of the game for the Colts. Mm-hmm. And um, Mo Alley Cox pulled all the way across uh from behind the left tackle all the way across to get josh allen coming off the right tackle and instead of now correct me if i'm wrong here mo ali cox a big dude mm-hmm. all right now i think he's at least the same size as josh allen right the the defensive end for the jaguars and he tried to cut block him mm-hmm. and I'm thinking he probably should have went up high and traditional blocked him rather than try to cut block him. Probably, probably so. And it's the reason why Mo, Mo Ali Cox plays offense and not defense, you know, and that, and that, that, so if when you ever, you see guys and it's just like, man, why wouldn't he try to hit him up high? Or why wouldn't he like, they're the same size. He might not like physical contact, like how some people uh, might think, you know what I mean? Cause like you said, they're the same size and, Sometimes you know you have to, you know, take hard blocks, sometimes take on hard blocks or whatever the case may be. But at the end of the day, it's a reason why some of these great athletes that we see play defense, the defensive side of the ball, don't play offense. You know, it's just a physical mindset uh, type of thing. But he might be coached to cut block, you know, just cut block, get him out the way, and that's our cutback lane or whatnot. But when you're a certain size or, or if you're a big type of guy, you expect big on big to kind of handle that barely <laughs> yeah i would i would think so uh because josh josh defended that block beautifully mm-hmm. you know he bent over put his hands out in front of him hit him ended up allowing him to make the tackle on jonathan taylor because he did not put josh allen down josh allen didn't even move backwards he was in the run lane and was able to reach out grab jonathan taylor and bring him down um so we got limited practice for michael Pittman jr so this is questionable whether he'll be able to make the game against Kansas City. If he cannot make the game, who needs to step up in the wide receiver room? Man, all of them. You know, I, I honestly don't think it's just one guy. I think everybody just have to do their job within the system, and whoever blossoms as the guy within the system, that's just what it is. Because, like, right now it's like 
it's not like Matt has a favorite target or a favorite guy. You know, man, we're looking for anybody to make a play in the in the wide receiver room. And uh, we know what Michael Pittman can do, and we know the type of game he had. We won. Uh, but, you know, everybody else, you know, it's, it's not just one person. I think it's the whole room that has to step up. Yeah, I, I agree. If your number's called, make a play, right? Um, because at, at this point in, in with Matt Ryan this year, you never know when he's going to have a moment to throw the football the way the offensive line is playing. So if he can get the ball to you, make it count. Make it count. Yeah. Um, now – we're getting we're getting near the end of this here uh this episode this show and it's kind of a scary moment uh trying to to pick who's going to win this game at the beginning of the year like in in the off season i was adamant if we were healthy we were going to beat kc by two scores i was saying that you know and i think uh, i might have said that i think kc might be better yeah <laughs> Yeah, because you you were like you know, uh, you were impressed with the the physicality uh, mm-hmm. of of what they might be bringing this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they might not be as much of a finesse team as they are a physical team this year. Mm-hmm. I, I remember you talking about that. But after the way the Colts walked out these last two weeks, <laughs> especially last week against Jacksonville, it kind of puts a little bit of a pause on your on on my thinking. Um, but in reality, I think a lot of this stuff can be fixed. I looked at the tape. I watched the all 22 and a lot of that blocking is just bad communication, especially when it comes to dealing with the stunts and the twists, they were just not communicating with each other and taking the blocks, uh, you know, transferring blocks so that the 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 right offensive lineman can be free to get that block off, uh, and 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 Jacksonville utilized that the whole day. It's that whole keep doing it until you stop it, and the Colts never stopped it. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think that that should be fixed this week. The the communication issues. Uh, I'm hoping we we noticed that a lot of the issues that we had week one, we did not have week two. You know, like we talked about, you know, the the quarterback center exchange that was fixed immediately. We didn't see that issue again uh, this this week and and uh, and things like that. Where are you coming at on this game? Do you think the Colts have a shot at winning this? And who are you uh, who are you picking to come away with it? The Colts have a shot for sure. I mean, that's it's the NFL. Everybody can be beaten. We're at home. Uh, we got we got you know some things to prove. We haven't played our best football. The Chiefs not expecting us to play the football we've been playing the past two weeks. Uh, you know, so it's a certain level. Everybody's kind of just waiting to see what's going to happen with the coach. You know, I, all eyes are kind of on because, like I said, even though the offense has looked bad uh, the past two weeks defensively, it's just been okay. Like it's been little spots here there that you're like all right this is us or you know okay here we go type thing and maybe we can put it together this week but in saying that I am gonna say I'm gonna pick the Chiefs to win and I'm gonna say 31-21 oh got them with double digits all right so the Colts don't fix their stuff oh we're gonna get blown out dude 
we're going to get blown out. Before I finish that, I'm I'm saying 31-21, and it possibly could be 28-21 in the fourth type thing. I think it's going to be a competitive game. Okay. I I just think towards the end, they might kick a late field goal to get it up, you know, two-score game or something like that towards the end. I think this Colts defense, if Leonard gets out there in place, I think this defense is going to give Kansas City a little bit of a problem with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I don't think we're going to break 40 points in this game total. Uh, I, I think this is going to be a 17-14 game. Mm, okay. Right. I think I think we're going to have – I think there's still going to be a few things we're working out on offense, you know, with our offensive line. Uh, which means, you know, there's still going to be issues here. Not as many as we saw against Jacksonville, because I don't think you could fix that much problems in one week. <laughs> but I think we get a few of them fixed. We're able to move the ball, put some points on the board. Um, at this point, I don't know who's going to have the 17, who's going to have the 14. Uh, mainly because I don't know if Michael Pittman Jr. is going to be playing or not. You know, okay. uh, if Pittman plays, I think we win by three. Okay. If Pittman does not play, I think we lose by three. I think that's I think that's fair uh, assessment of the situation. Okay, I, I like that. I, I think that's kind of bold, to be honest. <laughs> Seventeen, fourteen. Mm-hmm. We, we got off to these two little bad starts. <laughs> Slow, can't score no points. But all right, if you if you say the defense is gonna go out there and play lights out, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yep. I hope so. I mean, if we hold, if we lose and we only give up 17 points against Kansas City, that's a win for our defense, in my thought. Hey, you know, we're not doing any. No, the fact that if we lose, we lose. Long yeah, we're not, we're not taking any of those type of <laughs> that mentality. Moral victories. <laughs> no, I mean, the way I've always seen it is if, a, if 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 an offense can't score 20 points, then then you know. There's, that's the problem. No, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can't score. I mean, defenses are trying to keep opponents under 21. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what you say as a defense. Like, we're going to hold them to 17. We're going to hold them to, you know, you got a goal you start the season out with to where each week that's your goal as far as points, yards allowed, pass yards allowed. Like, every defense has their own set of goals, and I'm pretty sure every coordinator you want to have under 300 yards total and you want to have 17 points or fewer. So – Three touchdowns, you know, touchdown, couple field, two touchdowns, couple field goals, however you want to look at it. Uh, but I think I, if, if you can hold a team under 17 points and you lose, I mean, defense walk away at the end of the day with, with a little moral, I guess, satisfaction. Yeah, yeah. Be like, hey, this wasn't on us. We could have probably done a few things maybe to make this tougher. But, I mean, if you score zero points like in Jacksonville – there's nothing the defense can do to help you win that game. Oh, you know? <laughs> what you want us to do? <laughs> right. All right, uh, Gerard. This was a this was great, great talking with you. Can't wait for Tuesday, man. This is going to be fun. Um, uh, any final words before we get out of here? No, nah, I hope the coach win. But like I said, I think it's going to be 31-21 and Chiefs kick a late field goal to make it a two-score game late. Yeah. If the Colts start out 0-3, you talk about the fan base going off. I mean, even 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 though this game is against the Chiefs and, you know, I, the odds are going to be in the Chiefs' flavor. They need to win now. They yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right. Well, 
this was it for this episode of Believe in Colts, brought to you by Bet Online. I was Lauren. I am not was am Lawrence Owen, and that is Gerard Powers. And as usual, go Colts. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.